Hey everyone, happy December. Christmas is right around the corner and I have been MA for a very long time. Um, I got back on Instagram and I've just been so drawn into and so passionate about and just constantly focusing on Vedic astrology recently. Uh, specifically the D9 chart, um, which is a chart that speaks about life after 36, which I've mentioned here before because I've been, I turned 36 as I was, you know, starting this podcast and making all these episodes. And um, one of the biggest things that I'm here to do is just express how things unfold for me and how I find and experience like just the knowledge that I glean from astrology through my own personal experiences. Did I say experiences enough? I think, I think I might have, but you might, you know, hear me say experiences all the time. So get used to it. Um, three, six human design. But anyway, I wanted to just mainly talk about Saturn in the fifth house in your Navamsha chart. Um, or just for anybody who has Saturn in the fifth house, anybody who wants to understand a Capricorn fifth house or Saturn in the fifth house, just to kind of like give it a nice well-rounded viewpoint because a lot of times when you're researching it, it can be very much so all doom and gloom all the time with a little sprinkle of fairy dust. And <laughs> just wanted to come in here and kind of just give a little bit more of a, a rainbow of flavors in the biggest pictures. So yeah. And again, through what I know from my own inner guidance, um, I turned 36 in September. For those of you who are tuning in, you're brand new. I turned 36 in September. I met my significant soulmate indirectly, over the internet. <laughs> um, and he kind of activated my chart uh, big time. And when I turned 36, that was even more so the case. And sometimes, sometimes this will be the case for you too. Specifically, if you have a very spiritual focused chart in your D9. Like for instance, you have a Pisces ascendant, you have your sun in something that's very faded and very like, um, you know, the chosen one. Shout out to Claire Nocti. <laughs> By the way, she did an amazing video on the nakshatra Shravana, which is a Capricornian nakshatra. Um, and it's overall ruled by the moon. And it's symbolized by the ear. And um, there's also a lot of like psychic kind of stuff that happens when you have Shravana. Whether that's in your D9 chart or in your D1 chart. Um, I've always had instances, not often, just in very poignant, significant moments in my life where I would hear things. And... Um, yeah, and there were important messages that really just you can't deny that they were like messages from the divine, from my guardian angel, from my guides, whatever you want to call it, um, during really significantly challenging times specifically as well, mostly. Um, 
and things like that. Anyway, <laughs> back to Saturn in the fifth house. Um, you know, my experience with my significant, significant soulmate, um, I call that significant soulmate because again, I think somebody who has Saturn in your fifth house, you might understand this specifically in the D9, but just in general, if you have Saturn or Capricorn in the fifth house, there's this air about, and you'll notice this once you kind of like realize the patterns, um, that like there's just a very small handful of significant soulmates, meaning, especially when we're talking about like anything to do with romance, any kind of remotely or non-remotely, um, and, I, and even in palmology, I've been told I, I am going to have two husbands, right? What happened? I had two soulmates show up on both of my Jupiter returns, the first one and the second one, both of them under the same sun sign, which is related to what I would need as my rising sign um, expresses in my Rashi chart. It's a moon. So whenever you have that moon, you really want that solar. There's just a lot, of, a lot of things that mirror that as well. So it's just like another poignant moment to just, you know, maybe encourage anybody out there who wants to like expand and just open up different versions of their chart, whether that's Western or whether that's Vedic, um, you know, sidereal. Uh, Western tropical, anything and any everything in between, human design, jinkies, um, and numerology, and you know, kind of just like see how everything unfolds. Let it all simmer. Just talked about that in my Instagram stories today. You know, it's like if you open all of this up, all of these different divination tools, and all of your beautiful divine charts, your all be all of your beautiful divine maps you're going to, and you kind of just let them jive, you're going to find some even like, God, I can't talk. It's late at night. I'm tired. I just really want to talk about this. You're going to find some more golden nuggets of wisdom. It's a whole brand new bandwidth of understanding and expansion of your chart, of yourself, of your life, of your experiences. But anyway, this stuff happens as it's meant to in divine time. For instance, Learning Vedic astrology was something I would I was dipping my toe in, but I never really got sucked in and never really like um, was synchronizing in such an expansive way until after I turned thirty six and specifically like um, right before this like eclipse like cycle ended, which led to like just this huge beautiful moment of moksha and it was definitely brought on by like my guides or someone <laughs> just like I w I was struggling with my anxiety off and on as you all know and I was starting to feel better but I still wasn't like in the clear and one morning I just woke up and I had this feeling that everything was going to be better and something told me like literally like not I couldn't hear anybody say anything to me but some, like instinctively intuitively and it was definitely coming from someone um they're just like get up go get your coffee and then go look at your Vedic chart specifically your d9 chart and I was in this kind of state where I could understand that they were mentioning and they wanted me to look into and understand my connection with my my significant special soulmate. I just call him my special soulmate. This second Jupiter return soulmate of mine um, that I had this phenomenal spiritual experience with. 
that's really difficult to talk about because a lot of people just will think I'm crazy or just want to understand. <laughs> I will talk about it sometime. Also, just like, you know, there's two, two, two to tango, to tango two. Um, and so I'd also, you know, it's, don't want to talk about things that don't only involve me all the time, but this topic is very important, especially since so many people are hearing about Twin Flames. Um, I just really want to share my experience so that maybe people can understand these kinds of connections better. I think, you know, when you go into Vedic astrology, especially exploring your D9 chart, you're going to be able to understand what your interactions are with your soulmate and how that's going to play out and that some have very intense spiritual ways of playing out of connecting the two of you and reasons for why you're together while some are just uh you know you know there's just physical enjoyment you know jane and and tom got married and they had a bunch of kids and they had a beautiful family and you know the end and it had all the kind of like typical drama you know like there's just like the end everything and anything in between anyway Saturn in the fifth house usually like and I, a part of it is that there's um a faded it's first of all something that I, you won't hear people say very often about Saturn is that Saturn significate significates fate significant fates signifies fate jesus signifies fate and fated events it also signifies where you need to be focused on your growth um it also signifies kind of just like what you've learned and accumulated and have a knack for as well and it also signifies what's going to take a little bit longer to ripen and how, and what is it you're going to be growing th from and through the most here in wherever chart we're looking at this at. And D9 specifically means your second half of life, so to speak, starting at 36, um, your married life, and just like your blessings in life in general. So um, a lot of times it can also mean that there's a very faded, uh, you know, a child to be born through this union that can also definitely be a thing this is something that has come up through my intuition um and understanding and you know when you look at my western chart i have neptune in the fifth house at zero degrees capricorn my soulmate has neptune sitting right on top of my neptune in the fifth house in sagittarius <coughs> so um, there's definitely this air of like, and we have Mercury in the, I have Mercury in Sagittarius in the 10th house. So there's a lot of like echoing and mirroring and this message about children, um, it, like a faded ch child, you know, having, coming together because of a child that needed to be born. This is also something that I've read through my, um, human design and gene keys as well i think i can't remember if it was one or the other but anyway yes faded children faded um union romantic union um sometimes with the way things can be for instance with me with like a very spiritual aspect to it is that um you might have like an energetic 
interaction and union before you actually physically come together. The physical parts of the romance and, and relationship take longer to unfold, but the spiritual, because they're at the beginning, the spiritual Pisces is, the, is at the very tip. And the sun is in a very spiritual kind of like surrender, the chosen, like beyond your control, like divine faded thing. It's like, you know, you kind of just <laughs> Pisces, you know, like the 12th house is like Aquarius too. It's like very um, unusual and very out of this world and bigger than you and, um, is also going to ripen over time. And through that ripening, you're understanding and learning a lot about romance and what it takes to be in a relationship, especially in accordance to you and your needs and your, you and your partner understanding them and their needs and, um, kind of just learning more about yourself and what really sparks you up. And another thing about my soulmate is that even in the premonition that I had before I even know who he knew who he was or even saw him, um, it, the, the premonition dream that I had was him kind of doing that for me of like waking up my fire. And that's, that's a lot of what he did is wake up my fire. And, you know, like, <laughs> help me understand what my passions are and what, like, what turns me on and what gets me going in life. And that is what he's teaching me. So this is also saying wherever Saturn is in your D9 chart is what your soulmate is here to teach you. What your soulmate is here to kind of bring out of you. And, um, yeah, so there's a lot that goes to it because, you know, you'll, you'll hear people say, oh, you're going to have a very dry romance or you're going to have very difficult motherhood or, you know, um, it's just bad luck in romance in general and just being isolated and all of these things. It's like, that's not necessarily true. You really do need to take into consideration your whole entire chart because for instance, I have a lot of positive things going on in my chart. But if I were to signal out, signal out, single out, Jesus, single out my Saturn in the fifth house and hearing people generally speak about it, you wouldn't guess that. <laughs> you wouldn't guess that, you know, so I just wanted to kind of give it uh, more of a balanced outlook from that highest perspective so that if you just to like even inspire you, even if you don't have anything related with Saturn in the fifth or even like Saturn related seventh house, um, that, you know, it's good to go with it. And especially with the Jupiter retrograde, if you have a Jupiter retrograde in your chart anywhere, um, it's always good to go within and to kind of allow yourself to have that kind of introverted expansion through your own inner understanding and, through your own experiences, really trusting your inner guidance. And if you feel confused, asking your inner guidance to give you that clarity, like I did tonight, and then it came through and I just had to get it out. I really wanted to share it with y'all. Um, because that's another thing with Shavana is that like when you have a significant placement in Shavana, um, sometimes if you're not channeling or like getting out the inspiration and intuition that comes through, you can start to get, you can start to feel sick, like, you, or like really like 
uh, scattered and and uh, anxious and not feel good. And I've definitely been experiencing that a lot. And I've noticed that big time, actually, before I even knew about that. I noticed that with even like doing my, if I wasn't doing my podcast, I was like on hold trying to like put myself together and like get my head together. So um, I had something of substance to share and I was take, starting to take it more and more seriously. Like, as you guys know, I just wanted to like come on here to ramble and have fun. But, you know, over time, I'm just like, no, I just really need to make sure I have something really important to say. And so I would take a lot of time off and then I'd end up feeling not so good. So that's another thing about Saturn in the fifth house is like you're really needing to learn to take things a little bit lighter, which is a little bit of a, a struggle when you have like your son in Capricorn like me in D9 where you're you're starting to take things a little bit more seriously. So it really counters it and it actually forces you to take things a little bit lighter and to just do things and to just like let yourself show up and have fun. And, um, you know, when you're in that kind of creative flow, that's when a lot of intuition can come through as well. You know, it's an extra caveat. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you guys are having a beautiful day because I'm sure most of you are not going to (laughs) be listening to this when I, when it airs. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be back on here a lot more often. Thank you for your patience. I love you all very much. You might hear from me before Christmas, but if you don't, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you, and I'll see you soon. One love.